Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Starting Small Music Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin McCormick, and today we have a very special guest. We have Matthew Davidson, guitarist for Travis Stenning. Matthew's been playing music his whole life, even sharing the stage with Kenny Wayne Shepherd while only in elementary school. Throughout high school, he toured as the Matthew Davidson Band, opening for huge names such as Austin Mahone and Fifth Harmony. And after attending Belmont, he spends his time on the road as a guitarist for Travis Denning. And even with all that being said, I have a feeling this is just the beginning for Matthew. I had an awesome time talking with him, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'll see you at the end. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Starting Small Music Podcast. Today, we have Matthew Davidson, guitarist for Travis Denning. Matthew, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing real good. So I saw online that you got your your first guitar was actually a toy guitar. So what are your first memories actually that you have uh, with the guitar since you got it at such a young age? It was, yeah, it was about three years old. I don't remember that particular one, but uh, I remember growing up in uh, a group in Shreveport, Louisiana, and my dad always had a bunch of 60s rock, Beatles, CCR CDs laying around the house. And I remember being attracted to that sort of classic rock and then later on the blues music at an early age. And Obviously, the guitar is very prominent in those types of music, and so I remember really just gravitating towards the guitar from a young age with the toy guitar. Then that pro- progressed to a, you know, a beat around acoustic guitar that I started taking lessons on, and just immediately sort of just, just fell in love with it, and really haven't stopped playing since. Awesome. So, were you self-taught, or did your parents get you into lessons at a young age? I was. I had lessons. Yep, I, I started taking lessons about second grade, and and really took lessons from second grade all throughout high school, and then went to Belmont University and took lessons throughout there. Um, obviously, the parts of it were self-taught too, you know, on YouTube, but uh, a majority was from lessons. Awesome. So throughout high school, uh, is that when you started uh, your own band, the Matthew Davidson Band? Was that? Uh, it was, was, it was actually, yeah, it was actually in seventh grade. It was, I think I was about 12 years old and I started, you know, just doing cover gigs around, you know, local Mexican restaurants and, and festivals and fairs nearby. And uh, it started doing all my mom back then was booking all my shows. My dad was my roadie. Uh, I was very blessed to have a supportive family behind me. So yeah, just all throughout middle school and high school, just played pretty much wherever and whenever I could, whether it was a, uh, just a small restaurant or, or a big f- festival or fair. So when did it transition from a cover band to you writing your own material? That sort of happened first off, uh, pretty not, not too long into high school. Um, maybe even at the, towards the end of middle school, I started dabbling and just writing, uh, and it was my kind of first time ever writing, so I didn't even know really what I was doing. I was just sort of writing what I thought sounded good at the time. Looking back now on some of the songs I wrote at that age, I'm just kind of like, oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, obviously I love playing cover music, and but uh, also really did develop a sort of a, a like and a love for songwriting, too. Uh, and that was more throughout probably high school. And uh, how would you describe, like, your sound once you started to uh, kind of hone your craft? Because, I mean, you guys went on and did some big things. I saw you were on the road with Awesome Mahone, Rachel Platt, and Fifth Harmony. What was your right. sound when you were really, like, getting it going as, like, an artist? You know, strangely enough, you know, it sounds funny now because I'm living in Nashville, but I, I would honestly say that uh, when I first started writing music, you know, when I was a lot younger, it was almost sort of like a pop rock type thing. It was kind of like a uh not to compare myself to any of these artists but it was i was very influenced by like john mayer and maroon five sort of like the guitar elements of mayer but the contemporary elements of artists like maroon five and and people like that so it was kind of a blend of those two but then of course like the blues music has always been and still probably is the biggest influence of any type of music on my life as far as just playing and a true love for it so guitar no matter what type of music i was writing guitar was always at the forefront so I'd assume C.B. Ray Vaughan must be a pretty big influence oh, on just, you. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds basic, but of course. I mean, he, he was the first blues artist that I really ever discovered and listened to thanks to some CDs from my dad. And that, of course, loved that and led me down a whole other rabbit hole of, you know, just all the greats, Eric Clapton, B.B. King, Albert King, just everyone. 
for sure. If you had to pick one SRV song that you're playing for a cover gig, which one are you going towards? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, honestly, even though I don't know if it's one of his, I mean, most popular ones, but it was an instrumental one called Scuttle Button. That's one of the ones that I, I mean, it's just, it's just like two, half, three minutes, just absolutely just, just flaming guitar. And it was just one of the funnest ones to play at when I was doing those cover band gigs. And even if people didn't know it, they just, it was such, it had a, such rock and a tempo beat. It was always a fun one to play. Heck yeah. So I saw in 2013, you were at a uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd show and he invited you on stage. How did, how did that come about? But, you know, Kenny Wayne Shepherd is actually from my, my same hometown of Louisiana. And so actually I first, first way back got to share the stage with him through this contest I was in, in like 2009. It was like me and a few other guitar players got to play one song with them, but I ended up meeting him at that point. And, and I was, I mean, at that point in 2009, I was, I was in elementary school, but remember, remember looking up to him and being, man, this guy's from my hometown and he's just obviously very successful, such a great guitar player. And luckily it was lucky enough to be able to stay in touch with, uh, him and his dad Ken for a few years later and then in 2013 what you mentioned uh, my cover band was actually playing at the same festival as him earlier in the day we we're on like the same bill so he was gracious enough to invite me on stage that night and played a few songs with them and and it really always been inspired and just looked up to him especially someone being from my hometown and another absolutely just insane guitar player for sure so you moved to Nashville in 2016 uh, you wanted to ma you majored in uh, commercial music guitar uh, yeah. what was your experience at Belmont like and how do you think that helped pave the way for what you're doing now man you know I loved it I you know it's when I, I first visited Belmont and like I think it was like sophomore year of high school immediately was just like this is this is where I want to go I mean I visited a few other colleges but Belmont right from the beginning was was where I mean it was just a beautiful campus it was a smaller campus but had all the commercial music elements that I was looking for and uh yeah, man, I, was, I had an absolutely great time at Belmont. I was fortunate enough to meet some just absolutely amazing musicians as far as uh, my peers, students, but also learn from some of the best as far as faculty. Um, John Cardoni was one of my, uh, was my main guitar teacher throughout my time at Belmont, uh, really taught me so much. And then just the ensembles I was in, I was in like a sort of a contemporary pop rock ensemble called Phoenix under the direction of Jamie Wigginton. And and that was a, a really great learning experience, too, because it was, you know, that's where I sort of, sort of first developed my love for, I mean, obviously, I still love being a front man and doing that, but really developed a love for also being a, just a guitar player and a side man and helping part of a group, uh, being part of a group to sound great. So that was, learned a lot of valuable things at Belmont. Also, it, it, if nothing else, it gave me a reason, an excuse to move to Nashville and start building connections. For sure. Now, I feel like I really relate to you in the sense that like I have a big musical sense of me, but also an entrepreneurial sense. Like I saw you won some big entrepreneur awards back in the day, like when you're in high school. How right. do you think that helped you when you moved to Nashville? I mean, because I mean, that's, networking is such a big thing. And what's your advice for someone that just moved to town, like with like making those first few friends and connections? Well, dude, I mean, it's yeah, it's such a cute cliche because I heard it and I was thinking, you know, everyone always says networking is the key. But man, it's just it really is. And it, as far as the entrepreneurial thing, you know, I really honestly. um Luckily, I've never had a trouble being a social person, so it hasn't been too hard for me. But man, just getting yourself out there, whether it's going to sit in at an open, jam, a, you know, open mic jam, open blues jam, or or trying like walking down Broadway and you know meeting people and and seeing you know where you can maybe sit in with this band or sit in with that band, um, it really it really does make a difference. I mean, I I I, I beat down the doors. I did a lot of cold calling, emails, uh, uh, texts, you know. Uh, text messages to a bunch of Broadway bars until I finally was able to get my foot in the door in that scene. And then that progressed and started doing Broadway a ton. And then, you know, ended up that connection ended up uh, leading me to Benji Harris, which got me the Travis Denning gig. So, I mean, it's literally just one thing after another. Um, but 
the entrepreneurial sort of spirit and not being afraid to network and put yourself out there is, is huge, especially, I mean, probably in any industry, but especially in an industry like the music industry and especially in a town like Nashville. For sure. Now, was Travis your first gig that you did or did you have any one-off gigs that you had picked up before that? You know, I, I'd done my, my sort of cover band thing on Broadway for about two years, just doing that. And I played with a few uh, original artists on the side. One of my good friends, Patrick Murphy, uh, I played for him. Just one-offs, like you said, like showcase here or there. Um, but luckily when I, when I, when I did end up getting the Travis Denning gig, that was my first uh, official touring gig playing for a touring artist. Heck yeah. And I mean, you guys are currently opening on Cole Swindell's uh, Down to the Bar Tour. You're about halfway right. through. Uh, how's tour been for you? And uh, for the people that haven't been to a show, what can fans expect from you guys' set? Man, I, I absolutely love it. I joined Travis in June of 2019, and it's just literally been nothing but a blessing. I mean, those, that, that group of guys is just, they're amazing people, amazing musicians. Travis himself is an absolutely insane guitar player. So it makes my job a lot fun, because a lot more fun, because we get to trade, trade licks off each other and, and have a good time. But Man, it's, if you come to a Travis Denning show, it's like, it's however, how long the set time is, it's just pedal to the metal the whole time. I mean, it's high energy, guitar, music in your face. Uh, we're just there to have a good time and hope everyone has a good time with us, man. We'll, we'll play some slower songs here and there, but the, 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 the main focus on, uh, I think, Travis and all of us is just to really put on a good time and help people forget about all their troubles for half an hour, 45 minutes, however long it is. Heck yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because my follow-up was going to be what it's like to be the lead guitarist for someone that's as like fire on guitar as Travis. Oh, so that's I mean, absolutely really fun for you. It's so funny. I mean, he, he obviously takes a lot of leads too because he's just, uh, I mean, he's an amazing guitar player, but we do, in particular, we do a cover of Ramblin' Man sometimes during our sets and we get to have like, you know, that, that guitar money that the Allman Brothers had and it, it makes it, it's so much fun. It takes obviously a lot of pressure off me sometimes, <laughs> Um, but it, I mean, he, Travis is such a good songwriter, entertainer, guitar player, musician, artist. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's such a, it's such a fun gig and I'm really blessed to be with those guys. So just a fun spitfire question. I have to ask any guitar player in the country music scene. If you're, if there's a guitar battle versus Brad Paisley and Keith Urban, who are you picking? Oh man, that's a tough one. I mean, they're both amazing. I, I, I would probably, I, I'd have to say Brad Paisley. Yeah, not, that's, 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 it's definitely not going to be a blowout, but I mean, Brad Paisley, I mean, I mean, you talk about, I mean, even going back to some of his earlier instrumental stuff, like Nervous Breakdown and stuff that I was, you know, attempting, I think I even have some clips on my Instagram page of during COVID when I was just sitting around bored, you know, attempting to learn some Brad Paisley solos, probably butchering half of them. But I mean, the dude is just an insane guitar player. I actually, one of my main guitars I play on the road is the uh, Brad Paisley signature Telecaster. Oh, really? Um, and so, I mean, I mean, just absolutely they're both amazing musicians, but I think I think I, I would I would put my money on Brad by a little bit. <laughs> yeah, once you add that G bender in, it's it's game. I mean, over. it's game. Yeah. It, then you'd I always say that I think his Time Well Wasted album is one of the best albums in country music. I mean, yeah, I just, agree. Yeah. Absolutely insane music. Yes. <laughs> so I like to uh, close out the interview with any advice that you would give, uh, not only to your younger self, but people that want to be in your position in say ten years. Man, that's a tough one. Like I said, I mean, I sort of said it earlier, but. It's just be, there's a, I'll say there's a fine line between confidence and cocky. People, people can pick up on both. Um, you don't want to be timid when you're going into a situation where you're confident in your abilities, but you also don't want to turn people off by your attitude. Um, but just be, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Be confident in your abilities. Uh, make connections with people. Even if someone, and it's not to say they don't seem important, but you never know who you're going to, you never know, especially playing on Broadway, you never know who's watching you in the bar in Nashville or who, who's going to see you in, in this situation or the other. So always just, every time you're out in a professional setting, just be professional. Act, you know, 
just just try to do your best uh, and put yourself out there and just don't be afraid if you know it's and don't be afraid to be told no too. I mean, when I first started, you know, trying to break into the Broadway and touring scene, I mean, there's a lot of no's, a lot of a lot of no, no replies, and and that can be you know after a while that can add that can be a little disheartening, but just try to keep your uh, your head on straight and uh, just be professional and, and most of all be be confident and have a good time. Well, guys, there you have it, my conversation with Matthew Davidson. Matthew, thank you again so much for joining the show. I had an awesome time talking with you. Everyone go follow him on Instagram at M-A-T-T-H Davidson. And come back next week to hear my conversation with country artist and songwriter Paige King Johnson. Check out Starting Small Music on YouTube to see all the video content from our interviews. Also give Starting Small Music a follow on Instagram at Starting Small Music and let us know who you'd like to hear on the podcast next. And remember, everyone starts small.